Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder, make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review, pass the links to the homies, let everybody know. You know the deal, No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch-Up. No catch-up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. I'm back from Miami. I went to Game 5. I could have stayed for Game 7. I'm glad I did not. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, the NBA Finals, man. 2022 NBA Finals Warriors. Boston Celtics are locked in. We're going to talk about what this means for some of the guys on the team. Tatum. Um, we got Curry going for ring number four. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And, of course, there's some Aaron Donald comments. NFL's around the corner. Some Aaron Donald comments dropped on. I think he was. I think it was the I Am Athlete pod. He, uh, he had an interview and dropped some comments about not needing football. I want to give Big Nick the quick take on that. And, and of course, we're going to touch on game seven, the Jimmy Butler shot. We'll talk about all that stuff, man. You already know. We're back. We're back on the mic. Stay locked. No catch on Sports Talk Beach Chicago. We're here. Big Nick to quick. What's goody? What's the business? How we feeling? You got you got the tan? You got the tan on? Do I look a little tan? <laughs> <laughs> Do I look a little tan? Yeah, yeah, you, got the, we, you got the little Miami glow, man. Yeah, man. It was, uh, dude, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was out there Wednesday to Friday. I could have stayed a little longer. Well, this was the thing. I'm like, look, they're not going to Boston and winning. So there's no reason for me to stay and kick it and then potentially try to go to game seven. So I dipped. Right. And good thing I did, bro. Two days was plenty, 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 plenty enough time to get some work done, kick it, catch the game, and uh, get home on Friday in one piece. It's expensive out there, dog. Yeah, I don't know if it was the spots we was going to or what, <laughs> but yeah, man, a little, a little it was, too much. <laughs> it was uh, it was expensive, but we had a good time, man. Yeah. It was uh, it was fun. It was fun. My guy Jared took care of me. Hey, so you know the the whole the stigma behind you know Miami fans aren't there. There, nobody's on time. It's it's one hundred percent true, but everyone's just in the lounge. So like that whole like the whole Wait, so there's, lower there's a deck, club there's a club inside of the stadium right there's a club inside I'll tell you about that too in a second should we should we kick off with the, the with, with the little Miami game five recap of the game yeah, real yeah, quick that's, and that, then, that's that's fresh yeah okay so shout out my guy Jared Borlak man the big time dog down there for the Heat ticket guy premium seats anything you need holler at me I can connect you with Jared but he's the man down there he took care of me and with the CD gave me it came with uh you know. Grey Goose Lounge access. And there's basically two lounges on each side of the lower level. And you go down there. It's a bar, restaurant. Everybody was down there. A-Rod, 21 Savage, um, Paul Pogba. Yeah, I, I saw, saw man, Tweety. Yeah. Dude, and it's funny because this is – because I've been – and I'm not even saying this like this, but I've been, like, in a lot of spots where there's been famous people. And in Miami – they don't really pay it. They don't really pay anybody any mind. It was kind of like, like it's kind of like L.A., right? Like, yeah, it's so kind of like, it, like yeah, everybody's in the lounge eating and drinking. And that's what everybody was doing before the game. Like, right. I didn't see anybody asking anybody for pictures. Right. I didn't see anything like that. A-Rod was in the corner eating with a couple people, got up, walked through the lounge and walked to his seat. Yo, like, can, was, can we talk about A-Rod in these suits? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What, what, I feel like what what image is he trying to put out? Like, it's just like the business guy. He He's a businessman. Shows, shows up in suits everywhere, constantly wearing a suit to the game. It's like, bro, let let it down a little bit. We get it, man. You're trying to go with the whole team owner and all this type of shit. But I, just thought, it, I thought it was kind of corny, man. I don't know. I'm not. What I'm do you? Not, 
Well, that's like how we can't talk about that for a second. It's actually, like because... a full blown three piece suit or two piece suit. Like, yeah, man, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, it was just, I don't know. I feel like he's trying, knowing how A Rod is, and he's very like doesn't. It's all image calculated. conscious, like very yeah. calculated. Like he knows what he's trying to put out there by showing up to a game in Miami on uh, what was it, a Friday night? The, the Wednesday night was Wednesday, game Wednesday, five, yeah. and then um, and, and night, Friday night was game seven. Yeah, nighttime in a suit, man. It's, like, it's not like it's not seven. like you're coming from the office or anything like that, man. Go throw on a go throw on a little a little linen t shirt and call it a day, man. We get it. I just thought that I thought it was just kind of corny. <laughs> I, I digress. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He was definitely in there in a in a in a full suited up, eating, eating, <laughs> eating his food in the corner. But everybody was cool, man. No one really said anything. And I also understand why. I talked to Mantweety for a second, and I'm like, "How you like the states?" He's like, "Oh, I love the states. I love the states." Who's that? You know? Who's Mantweety? Mantweety's a, a French national, World Cup winner. He played for oh, okay. Juventus. He played big time midfielder, really good, long time grinder midfielder. Now plays for Inter Miami with Beckham in them. But I asked him, I'm like, "Yo, how you know how you like the states?" He's like, "Oh, I love the states." It's like, dude, no one even knows who this guy is, right? And he, I'm like, I, th- I, I want to say on Instagram, he has like at least eight, nine million followers. Like in Europe, he couldn't sit down. He couldn't, he couldn't sit down. But yeah. here, no one even, like, no one notices him. It's like him and all his buddies chilling, and no one even, no I one was, cares. I was thinking that when I saw like Pogba, and I know uh, Osaka was at the game, the last one. And I'm like, I wonder if Pogba can just, Pogba can just move around Miami with no problems. Like, he just looks like another rich dude out there. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. he's got he's a high a profile. Yeah, he's loud. Like, he's got the hair and all that, but still, yeah. it's like, there's a wide amount of people out there. Like, I have no idea who this guy is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Or 100%. I saw like Eric Dyer. He's on Tottenham. He was at the Miami game. I'm like, yo, that dude can 100 percent move around. Nobody Miami. knows who Eric Dyer is. Could, couldn't walk around London at all, but yeah. no one in no Miami one, knows who he is. No one you know knows what who I that mean? guy is. So I'm 100%. just like, yeah, it must be nice. Like, yo, we can just be rich, do whatever we want, but nobody knows who the fuck I am. Exactly. Nobody's taking pictures of me. Like, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. And um, the thing about Pogba too is he's also kind of big too. He just is loud. So is like, he, is he a big dude? Yeah, he's like he's a solid like six four. Okay, from from, my, from what I could tell, he's big. But yeah, bunch of bunch of diamonds on. Yeah, right. Pink hair, blonde hair was like one of the two, whatever. Yeah, money, exactly. Money coming yeah, off of him. Yeah. Young rich. Yeah, young rich. Very like young <laughs> athlete rich. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Or a rapper or something like that. But um, I saw him at game seven too. Yeah, he was chilling, man. They down there kicking it. So kicking it tough. So the game was cool, man. It was uh I've never seen a more flat team. I know we're going all the way back to game five, but that was the flattest performance I've ever seen. Like the 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 crowd is into it. They scored yeah. 79 points, bro. Yeah, like, it was terrible. It was crazy. Yep. So let's transition. So I'll tell you this. My life goal is to try to get enough money to spend Half the year in Miami. January first, I need to be in Miami until June. Until June one, you gonna be a snowbird. Like I need to, like Miami specifically though. Like I don't forget about Fort Lauderdale. Forget about folks. Naples, folks love Miami. Forget about. It's just like it's dope down there. It's fun. Good food. I think I'm more people. Of a, I think I'm more of a coffee. Cali- I think I'm more of a California guy. Like my goal would be in California, in Southern California, all year long, but. I haven't fully done South Beach yet, so I might have to. Maybe it'll change my mind. I just hate yeah. Florida. Yeah, it is, I, ha- yeah, I hate Florida it for so many feel different like, reasons. Yeah, it's like I know it doesn't, but it's still at the end of the day, like you're living in Florida, and just can- Florida. Florida's all types of fucked up. For me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I digress. We'll yeah. leave it there. Let's get to uh, let's get to Game Seven, man. Before we get to Jimmy. Well, let's talk about the game overall and Jimmy's back to back performances, and, and what do you think about? Them pushing it to game seven and then the game seven overall. Yeah, I mean, obviously them pushing it to game seven on the backs of just uh man sheer will. Yeah, and you kind of like, you know, you 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 remember performances like that, right? We've obviously been watching hoops a long time. We've seen a lot of great performances, a lot of great performances when teams are backs are against the wall. Um, I think the individual effort of Jimmy Butler in game six is one of the best performances I've ever seen considering everything, right? Like they were on the road. Everybody in the world, everybody thought that Boston was closing that out in six. Nobody gave Miami a chance. They might as well have been playing the Oakton Community College the way that people were talking, right? (laughs) It was like, hey, they're going to go up in there. 
spread was nine. Just, yeah, they're just going to be mopping the, the parquet floors with Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and and, uh, and Tyler Hero, right? And yeah, spread was nine. You get Jimmy Butler going in there, and it was just a man on a mission. It's like, yo, no, we're not, we're not losing this game. Like, I didn't come all the way over here for this. I'm not going to die in Boston. We're pushing this thing to seven, right? And in the history of games of seven game series, this is by far one of the most bizarre ones I've ever seen. When you're talking about the blowouts, when you're talking about some of the road wins that you've seen, it's either been a road win or a blowout in, in pretty much all seven of these games, right? So it wasn't a series that seemed like it was going to go seven, but looking back, it's like, of course this went seven because nothing about this series made sense. You get to game six, Jimmy Butler's just on fire. And it's funny, man, after game one, I heard a Spo quote that kind of stuck with me, right? Like they were talking about he had a great game one, Jimmy had a great game one, and they were yeah. asking Spo about it. And Spo goes, most guys go out there and play basketball. He said, Jimmy goes out there and competes. And those are two completely different things. Because they were asking him, like, yo, how come some games, like, Jimmy's not really going out there trying to score 30, but when he needs to, he has 40. It's like, because it's different for Jimmy. He, he, he understands that in that situation, and I was thinking that all through game Say that one more time. Play. He said, most guys go out there and play basketball. Jimmy goes out there and competes. And those are two completely different things. And I was like, I like that. Wow. Yeah. And like watching Jimmy Butler, it makes sense, right? Because he is a guy who could probably put up 28 a game if he wanted to, right? But that's not always what the game calls for for him. But on those moments where it does, he goes for 47. He goes for 41. You know what I mean? All those 40-point performances that he had in the playoffs. It's like, yo, this dude is a competitor. It's just a little bit different for him, right? Like he's not a hooper. It's not – you could this dude, anything you put him on, he's probably the type of guy who's trying to win at everything. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of what I saw in game seven, especially that first half. Man, Miami had nothing, right? They had nothing the entire game offensively, not a single thing. Without Jimmy Butler, that is a 50-point game, right? And it's not I mean, like – Yeah, he was – six in, in game six, he was 16 of 29. Everybody else was – the only person that shot it above 50% was P.J. Tucker at three for four. Mm-hmm. Lowry was five of fourteen. Struess was five of twelve. They did hit. They did hit fifteen threes, but it was still sixteen of twenty nine. Nine boards, eight 11, assists. Eleven for eleven. Eleven for eleven from the line. Too. From the line. Right. So it's just a classic Jimmy Butler like takeover game, right? Like I'm getting to the line. I'm putting up a bunch of shots. I'm willing my team to victory. I'm dishing. I'm grabbing rebounds. I'm playing defense. Like I'm leaving it all on the line. Um. And obviously, he carried that into Game Seven. First half of Game Seven, first ten minutes of Game Seven, Jimmy Butler was on fire. What do you have, like eighteen in the first? Um, well, every time that he's had a massive game, it's been very evident from the jump that he's like, "All right, I got to go ahead and." This is one of those nights. This is one of those nights where I'm just yeah. going to have to go ahead and do what I got to do. And the, the the funny thing about that Game Six was Tatum was insanely efficient. He was nine of twelve and scored thirty. Yeah, but it just wasn't getting looks, and I think a certain thing that, and we'll talk about this when we talk start talking about the finals matchup was, I think Marcus Smart's getting a little too trigger happy on don't, some of these jump listen, shots. Listen, don't get me started on Marcus Smart's fourth quarter of Game Seven. It's Rid insane, ridiculous. Rid I like Marcus Smart. I love the heart. I love the passion. I love the intangibles. If you watch Marcus Smart over the course of the season, he makes so many winning plays, right? Non-stat sheet stuff. The guy's diving for loose balls, timely blocks, timely steals, great lockups, all that. I love what he brings to the table. The shot selection sometimes, man, it's like he can't get out of his own head. And it was really for all of Game 7, I thought. He's just launching threes left and right. Uh, the three at the end of the game was incredible. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I could not believe that he pulled that shot. You know well, there I mean? should there should never be a time, and this is in Game Six and Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Marcus Smart leads the Celtics shot attempts. Right, just shouldn't happen. He yeah. had he had twenty two in Game Seven, and I believe in Game Six he had fifteen. Fifteen. And that leads to twelve, and Brown had thirteen. Yes, so that yeah. should never happen ever. Should, uh, Derek White had more shot attempts than than Derek uh, White was cooking. But and I he gotta, was getting a lot of open looks. These are different looks, like right. like you were saying with Smart. He's launching a three, contested three-pointers in yeah. the corner. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Even some of the floaters, it's like, dog, you got you to gotta play within yourself. And especially when you have a world-class scorer next to you and a, another guy who's 
approaching that type of level or who can put in those type of performances in Jalen Brown. It's like you got to kind of know your role. And in that situation in game seven, it's not like he was on fire either. He'd been missing those threes all night. I understand they're giving it to you, but there's a reason that they are. And at the end of the game, they weren't, and you were still taking them. So I like some of that hero ball shit. And we'll get to Jimmy's shot, right? Because I think, obviously, Jimmy, it goes without saying, Jimmy Butler has earned the right to take that shot much more than Marcus Smart has, right? Especially with the way that that game was going and the fact that they just really didn't have anything. But that shot from Smart, like, that is the definition of a bad shot. Yeah. And there were several of them down the stretch in the game. And if they had lost that game, I 100% would have been all over Marcus Smart for some of those decisions because you got to get the ball into Tatum and Brown's hands. If you're going to go down, you go down with those guys. You don't go down with Marcus Smart taking taking the big shots in the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, let's get to the – let's get – yo, I'll, I'll start. I'm going to tell you this. For everything that Jimmy did right, I was – well, first of all, Struce hits the three. I'm still yeah. sitting down. As soon as that goes in, I'm I'm immediately standing up. Like, oh my god, they have a they have a fucking shot to take this to OT or pull off an a, a W. Like this is because you know you know how you're sitting watching the game. Like, man, they this shit is over. You know, I thought it was and over. I'm, what the I'm sitting there and eight, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm wa- and I'm not saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of just sitting there, possession after possession. I'm watching this and I'm like, all right, it's six. You know. All right, it's back to eight. Okay, it's five now. Then Struce comes down and hits the three and brings it to two. two yeah. And I'm like, they for sure get a possession back. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, wow, this is nice. I'm standing up and I'm looking. And I'm like, when they get the rebound and Jimmy's pushing it, I'm looking. You know how you you know how you looking at the floor and you're like, there's nobody behind Horford and it's out. And I'm looking at Jimmy like. He's taking this shit straight to the rack. And when he when he full speed stopped and pulled up and was off balance and leaning, I remember I went I went like this like he didn't just pull up and take that jumper. So look, say what you want. I know it's 2020's hindsight if it would have went in and this that and the third. I'm telling you right now as soon as he pulled up, I said that's a terrible shot. Why is he doing that? There's no way. If anything, <clears throat> Say it does fall. There's going to be 15 to 16 seconds left, and you're up one. I just I don't if you're if the clock is running down and you pull up and 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 you're trying to just tuck them in, send them home. Balls go th- ball goes through the net. The buzzer goes off. Cool, I understand. And I respect Jimmy in the heart for attempting that, but he had been killing the Celtics at the cup all series. He had been killing them at the line all series. If anything, go get, if anything, push push Horford towards the basket and pull up at the elbow. Tie the game up. Extend it. I don't know, man. I think him taking a transition pull-up three to go up one with 15 seconds left is not ideal. And even if it falls, there's so much game left that – a lot of shit has to go right for you to win as well. It wasn't like buzzer, it falls, go home, pack up for the finals. If that goes in, a lot of stuff has to happen for for you still to win the game. Yeah, and I get that he was essentially open, right? He it, it, it was a head-on straight. Anything three, he did yeah. was he was going to get open. Yeah, he, he could was, just pull up at the elbow. Right. He'd have been wide open. And I know that was the point that uh, Edder had hit us up. That was the point that he was trying to make. Like, look, he's wide open. That's the best look he could possibly get. You're never going to get a look that good, yada, yada, yada. My thing is this, and, and Terry kind of brought this up because he was watching the game with us. He said, Jimmy Butler is probably the best player in the league at getting to the free throw line. Worst case scenario, he drives that, gets fouled, and hits two free throws, right? Like, absolute worst case scenario. That's why he. That's how he butters his bread. That's how he scores his points for the most part. Like, he is looking to initiate contact, and he does an excellent job of doing it. Again, that game, he had 11 free throw attempts, right? So you're talking game six, game seven, 22 three-point uh, free throw attempts combined. So why he decided to stop and shoot a three, which is arguably the weakest part of his game offensively. No, not arguably. Yeah, it is. By That's far, the, the weakest part, part of his, of his game, game offensively, right? Yeah. Um, and he was one for, one for three on the game at that point in time, right? And why he wouldn't just take that in, like, to me – you got more than enough time just to drive that, go to the cup, and worst case scenario, Horford's going to follow you. 
Best case scenario, you just flush it. I'm going to tell you this, man. At When Al Horford saw that boy coming down with the rock, he was like, fuck. What am I going to I'm going to do? Yeah, what am I like? Do I follow him? Do I? I'm going to try to contest, but then I, you know, he then you start thinking about it. Dude, then you start give, then you start worry about giving up and ones. Yep. So it, it's, it's like a disaster. He's <laughs> Horford has no help behind him. He knows it and he is in a bind. Yep. And Jimmy Butler bailed him out and pulled up for three and didn't even make him do anything. Right. Didn't even make him, didn't, didn't make him make a decision to pull up and stop a stop a short two. And you know how many times Jimmy's gone to the rack, slowed up, pump fake, pump fake, turned little, around and baby yeah. hooked. Yeah, he's or got put a lot up of a layup moves inside the paint. Yeah, bro. Yeah. He had been doing it all series. And I think I think a little bit of the moment got to him where first of all, he's like, man, I can't even believe we're in this spot to I have a chance to come down and hit a jumper to go up one. We were just oh, down a dozen a second down, ago, yeah, right? right? Like Maybe I should just try to tuck these boys in now. But, yeah, man, if you're going to stop and pull up for a jumper, pull up two, three steps steps in, make it a 20-footer, and it's a, I, I don't, I, it's a really, really, really good shot. Yeah. And He's like, off balance, pulling up for three, and yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's one of these, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it was very much, it was almost like the shot clock was running down type three, and he had plenty of time left on the clock. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of other things he could have done. Um, I think he made the wrong decision. Um, again, I don't think it's as egregious as some of the stuff that Smart was doing, but obviously when you frame it in the moment, um, it's a lot bigger, a lot bigger mistake. The thing with me that really kind of stuck out this entire game, um, just yeah. kind of back to your point about Struce hitting that shot, and before that you hadn't really been standing up, Boston really, to me, should have put them away multiple different times in this game, like really going back to the beginning of the third quarter. I'm like, man, I kept saying as I'm watching, I'm like, man, Miami has absolutely nothing in the tank offensively, but Boston cannot. Pull it was away, always right? an eight-point game, it right? Was like it's like eight yeah, to we'll, 12, we'll eight pull it to right. 12. We'll pull it to twelve, yeah. and then they pull it back to eight. Yeah, right. We'll six pull point, it to twelve, point then game. they pull it back to six. Mm -hmm. And whenever you see games like that, it's like, nah, man. If I'm a Boston fan, I'm like, I don't feel great about this at all because yeah. there's no real reason that we shouldn't be absolutely putting this team away up by twenty. And getting ready to uh to head to uh to, to San Francisco or wherever game one's gonna be, right? Like yeah. to me, that really stuck out to me. And I was like, man, is this the same old Boston? Like, what's going on here? Why can't they put these boys away? And I don't know if you felt the same way, but like that was glaring to me in the second half, is that there was just a complete inability to put away a team that was just waiting for you to hit them with the kill shot. Yeah, it was glaring for sure. But to be honest, I'm watching and I'm like they Boston's been ahead the whole game. Yeah. And I was watching and I was like, they're not putting these boys away, but Miami doesn't have enough to get over the hump either. But so they it's kept like, letting them back in. It was only but it was like you're a Max Struce three away from this from potentially losing this game, right? Like that's, yeah, that's no, why no when question. that shot went down. I'm like, man, like, why can't they put him away? Like that that to me is telling. Yeah. Well, you think going forward. Yeah, it's just like you man, you know, like good teams put folks away. Yeah. And Miami was on the ground, sputtering around, asking to be pecked, put out of their misery. And Boston just could not let them, like, kept letting, allowing them to stay in the game. And again, I can't, I can't emphasize enough on a team that shot 42% for the game. Like, Miami wasn't doing shit. They could not score on offense. They and if I had to guess, games. and if I had to guess in the second half, Boston shot it worse than that. Yeah. In the second half, it was brutal. Like was they brutal. were, but no one could do anything. Yeah, it was it was back and forth, kind of the same thing. And it was classic so, game seven shit, where like, okay, before this, because obviously I had the, I had the, uh, I was, I was trying to be, I was trying to be cute and take the over. You trying to be extra sharp? I was trying to be cute and take the over because I'm like a, and I said this before the game when I saw that it was 196, and I got it at 197. So fucking, I feel really bad. Trust me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, man, I get There's the no game. way it's going to be that low. I was like, I get the game seven thing, right? Like game sevens are always low scoring. You go back to that. Remember the game seven uh, Boston versus LA, the Rod Artest game where it was like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like 70 to 68 or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I get it. Historically, game sevens are not high powered offense, but I'm like, man, this seems like an overcorrection, like 196 in an NBA game. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then by the time I took it, it was 197. And I said in the third quarter, I was like, this game's going to end 196 and I'm going to lose. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it shook out just like you expected it to, man. I mean, 
or I guess like guess like just like they expected it to, right? They said it at one ninety six. So I, I it was there. I just I can't get over how Boston couldn't put him away because there were so many different points in that game where I said this this is where you go for the jugular in this and let's get back home. Yeah, they just didn't have it at the end of the day. Similar to Milwaukee, Miami had a big injury in yep. Hero, and they just didn't have enough buckets at the end of the day. This this guy, Kyle Lowry, is just not – I think it's over with. I know he's not healthy. Something he, wasn't about, hel- he wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy, but something about, his guys, ass off. something about these guys falling on the floor every fucking possession really pisses me off. I, 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 I can't does. understand why this guy's on the floor – Every single possession, he's on the floor. That's what Kyle Lowry does. But I don't Lopper. understand. But like, Lopper. It just I just don't get it. It, it really pisses me off. I'm I can't. Here, I, I'm, not, I'm not here for Kyle Lowry slander, dude. That I'll tell you. I'm. I, I like Kyle Lowry, but this shit is ridiculous. Who's anytime player on NBA championship team. Anytime. Yeah, he was. Yeah, anytime. He was. <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was really, it was really pissing me off. Like anytime anyone did anything, he was on the ground. Yeah. You can't, you can't put a screen on him. You can't, you can't do shit. You can't check him. He's 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 an elite, he's an elite level flopper. But it's just like, I just don't understand. (laughs) Like why? Like what are we doing here? So that was pissing me off, but let's move over to the little, go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, Miami. Obviously, uh, the hero thing was huge, man. Like he, he had, he was obviously not fit to play in that game. I think he only played a few minutes. Yeah, he tried. He very, gave it a run early. Yeah. That he just wasn't healthy. Yeah. And we can't act like that's not a big injury. He's their second leading scorer. He is their probably second most important ball handler. Right. He does a lot of things for them when he comes in out of the pick and roll. He leads the team that. in shot attempts. Yeah, leads the team in shot attempts, has a ton of confidence, is able to spread the floor, but score in a variety of different ways. And they didn't have him the last three games, and obviously that mattered. Um, what would and, you do with him? You give him uh, a big deal? Yeah, I, I think looking at my team, knowing that if you don't have Hero, where are you getting offense from outside of Jimmy? I mean, you need they needed him in the regular season. He was huge. He was just hurt. Yeah, He had a couple bad games in the playoffs before he got hurt, but he was hurt, man. He was hurt in this series. And I think if you're going to judge what you're going to do with him, Based off this series, man, you can't underscore the fact that he was he couldn't play in two games. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't really take him as a guy that's not going to go out there and give it his all, right? Um, he plays a lot of heart, plays a lot of passion. He's only getting better, so I would one hundred percent. He's he's fucking what twenty two? Yeah, yeah, you can't good. you can't let him walk, man. Unless you can sign and trade him for someone that's going to come in and give you twenty five a game because you really need that next to Jimmy. Like that? Um, yes. <laughs> like Dame or somebody, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you can get Dame to South Beach, that's a different story. Yeah, right. Like Jimmy, Jimmy would be all for that. That's a hundred percent a different story. But outside of that, um, you know, I, any, I, any, I, I like him. He's he's getting a lot better. He keeps getting better. He does a lot. He had, he took a huge leap this year. Yeah. Any Six comments? Anything on Bam played really well in Game Seven? Yeah. But there's a lot of spots throughout the series where he looked a little shaky. What would you like to see from Bam? Like Bam has the the ability to be like an absolute Understand. ridiculously like a monster. A monster. Understand who you are. Understand who you are and what you can do. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to get mad at you for shooting the ball. No one's going to get mad at you for being aggressive. You obviously already have it on the defensive end. You're one of the best defensive players in the NBA, but there is a ton of offensive game there, right? And you can become a problem. And like this team needs you to do that, right? Like, you need to be thinking next year, I'm a 20 to 25 point per game scorer. Like, that's the mentality you got to have. Whatever you need to do this summer. And I think, I don't really think it's a physical thing. I think it's mental. And I'm not calling him soft or anything, right? He's just a young player. He's starting to feel himself a little bit. And obviously, he's a guy whose game kind of keeps growing each year. So you need to understand, like, yo, I can be the number two on this team, right? And some nights, the number one. Um, kind of almost like, you know what I think about with him? So this is a shitty comparison because I feel like it's easy to pile on AD. But sometimes, you know, when you watch Anthony Davis, it's just like, man, like, I guess, especially over the last couple of years, like, man, why don't you just take over the game? Like, you have the ability to do that. You can do things that other guys can't. To a lesser extent, I kind of see that with Bam. But this team really, 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 really needs it. You're not playing with with the rules that AD has. No, he can't shoot threes. He can't put up. But he can do a lot more offensively. Just sometimes, you know, some of these bigs where it's just like, man, if you wanted to, like, and he's not Embiid, right? He's not going to bully you. But he's got a lot of athleticism. He's got some finesse to his game. He can do a lot more offensively than I think than what he shows. 
Yeah. That's what I, I would want from him. I, I would I mean, love to yeah. see him come out awesome, more aggressive. Yeah, just like a, be a clear-cut number two for Jimmy, and then they could add another another guy in the backcourt that would – they'd be really, really good. And then yep. you already know the culture, the coaching, everything else. So, And one thing, I do want to end it on this because I want to make sure this doesn't get lost, and I, I've been saying this for a minute. Boston folks, national media, whoever's talking about this team, please – Note the difference, right? Do you remember when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl after Dungy had had all those good years with them? And then yeah. Gruden comes in and wins the Super Bowl and Gruden gets all the credit? Yeah. Keep that same energy for Yoka, right? I know we love Brad Stevens. Media loves Brad Stevens. He's, he's, he's the genius. Oh, you've, he- well, you've been hearing it already? No, I haven't. I haven't but heard I want to make much. sure that Yoka gets the credit for essentially coming in and doing the same thing, right? This team... Has had talent for years, couldn't get over that hump. Udoka comes in, changes the culture, gets them to the finals. Just make sure you give that man his flowers. I know he's a boring dude. No, he doesn't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, like literally one of the most boring people I've ever heard on an interview. Yeah. Um, but make sure you give him his credit, man. Like obviously something changed with this team. And you can say guys got a year older, Tatum grew more into a leader, yada yada yada. But we were always, you and I would always talk about how the Boston Celtics were broken. This isn't the first year they've had talent. The, the first half of the year, I was yeah. like, dude, get these guys out of here. Yeah, and we're then done. they just, they've been so good since January. It's crazy. Give you Doka so, his flowers, man. Yeah. yeah give you Doka his flowers. He turned them into a defensive team. So that we're not, yeah, a defensive team. Give you Doka his flowers. I just want to make sure that we we, we go on record uh, uh, with that. Great year for the Miami Heat, though, man. Um, Like, awesome year by the Miami Heat. Took no the business being in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals game. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm called, that. Jimmy's three years in South Beach, out short of winning the title, I mean, you couldn't really ask for more. Yeah, Like, he he has 100% done what he's done with that team, and his identity is all over, and he's fit right into that culture. And I have no doubt that with the way that that team conducts their business, smart moves, right, they're going to do what's necessary uh, to keep this team around. So yeah. they're always going to be there. Go get some rest, Jimmy. Yeah, I hope chill. Jimmy goes and kicks it tough. Like in a visa already or some just, shit with uh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. With Mark Wahlberg, just relaxes, red. man. Shout yeah, out man. Jimmy D. Shout out Jimmy. Hey, Forty-eight you ever, minutes it, in Game Seven, love it. Any issue with Hero? And uh, they they caught Hero and PJ out immediately after the game. Um, uh, any comments? Do you, if you have a bad day at work, would you go out to get drinks? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I say a lot of time with this shit. Dog. Like, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. What is Especially, go home and, and you have no home. work the next day. You no work the next day? Hey, man, let's go blow off some steam. I'm sorry. We just played 100 games of basketball. Come on, man. Like, these dudes are locked in from September to June. Yeah. Who's to say they, they're young men they want to go out and enjoy South Beach? Just like that whole, like, guys go out. Like, I get, like, if guys go out a little too much. But, like, let's not all forget, like, what it was like when we were in our 20s and shit like that. And we also weren't fucking millionaires. But every single Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, where are you at? Out, having a good time, doing your thing. And does that affect yeah. you on come Monday when you got to go to work? No, not really, man. Like, I'm, I'm sick of hearing that shit. What is the media or, like, the fans and shit, they want you to go home and cry. Yeah, they do. What is, what is Tyler Hero <laughs> supposed to go do, man? Go, go, go home and cry. You know what I mean? Fucking, you know, come on, man. He's a young man. P.J. Tucker, man, he just won a chip last year. He's, he's whatever. I'm out in South Beach, P.J. is always out. And in Miami, these dudes are doing body fat every week. They're like, man, I'm fucking, I'm going to go out and get some Cheetos. I'm going to go do my damn yeah, thing for real. down here. Like, That's a good way to put it. You had a bad day at work, and you don't have any work tomorrow. What's pro- What's the thing you're probably going to do? Out. You're going to go get a couple of drinks and kick Whatever it my relax. version of going out is, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. go out, stay out. Go out the next day, stay out. Man, come on, man. And go enjoy South Beach, man. Like, whatever, dude. There's Going out, come on, man. These guys are elite athletes. And no one's ever going to tell you that Tyler Hero or PJ Tucker aren't in shape. And don't give it their own. Not on, Especially not a grinder not on like the Miami Heat. No. Not not if they suiting up with a Heat jersey on. <laughs> did, you see that, did you see that Jermaine O'Neal shit? Uh-uh. Where he was. Uh, oh, yeah. He was like, he's, he's like, he's like, yeah, I went to the Heat when I was older. He's like, man, I, I couldn't do it. He's like, I'm over here at night looking at the pantry. Like, can I eat this Oreo? He's like, I, yeah. can't, I can't do that. <laughs> can't do it. It's can't too do it. It's too close. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. yeah. He's I have like, no problem with it. that shit, man. I got no problem with that at all. No, especially. Guys go out. Yeah, honestly, this that's probably the best time to go out. 
you should probably kick over. it right after the season's over for a month and Before then really training. get back to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What do you think Luca doing? What? You already know what Luca oh, doing. Oh, I told you, you, you Luca got a couple sweat liners lined up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> got a couple of them. <laughs> Ready. Yeah. Well, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> you know that- what I mean? <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome home. Oh God, that's he's so out here funny. Doing, he's out here doing his thing, man. Like that. Now him, he should probably come and take a couple of days apart. He needs to get that body right, though. Yeah, he does. Got to get he that really body does. right, I'm, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm telling this you, might though, be the year you got to get that body right. Part of me thinks that he doesn't want to because it, it 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 would affect his game a little bit. He's a bully, dog. Yeah, he is it, a bully. And not everybody's the same. I mean, you remember Paul Pierce never got his body right and was flat out just giving you buckets for his entire career. For his entire for his entire career. Perky, man, it's like kind of the same thing. Not the same as Luca, but the same where it's like sometimes you watch it, it's like, dude, it's so slow and jerky. Like, how come no one can stop this? How is he getting to his spot? Paul Pierce's yeah. shit was so herky jerky. And like, yeah. it would take him eight seconds to get into a move, but his shit was cash. Yeah, it was yeah. cash. All from <laughs> Back from in Kansas, all yeah. the way through. Like, cash. post-stabbing, everything. Yeah, it was that, all yeah, cash. That, that little mid-range, like Paul Pierce to do that shit to death. Lull you to sleep with it. And yeah, yeah so Fair. some guys, you know. Then you got guys like Harden where it's like, hey, he hits 30 and it's kind of over with. <laughs> Stay tuned on that, man. I'm actually interested to see how he comes back. But comes back, comes back from Fashion Week with Lil Baby, or comes back to the NBA? <laughs> comes back to try to get this 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 contract. So we'll stay tuned on that. I think I think we might be shoveling a little too much dirt on him. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him next year to see see how he comes and looks. But we'll we'll leave that there. We I think it's over. <laughs> okay, it's all good. We'll we'll leave it there. But let's get over to the finals, man. 2022 NBA Finals, Warriors, Celtics. How do you feel about the matchup? I want give me your thoughts on the matchup. And right now, the Warriors are like minus 150 currently yeah. to win the series. Boston's plus 135. So the Warriors are the favorites. Steph, hey, similar faces with a little extra help. We got yeah. Steph, Clay, Dre. Wiggins is now the help. Poole's now the help. Looney, Looney's still around. What do you think about the matchup with the with the young guys? No experience. Also coming off of a game seven uh, series, two back to back grueling series with Milwaukee and Miami. I told you all the other day, man. Wiggins is the most successful Canadian import since Drake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you really look at it, um, yeah, I uh, game man, one's game one is um, in San Francisco. Yeah, I minus three and a half total two eleven and a half. I think the Warriors win this in an easy six. An easy six. You know what I mean by an easy six. It's like it goes six because Boston can win two games. Sure. But it's not like you're sweating out this series. I think that Golden State, the way that they're playing, the championship. I don't know if I ever heard someone say an easy six. Yeah, I know. The quote, unquote. (laughs) The quote. Well, here's the thing. If if Boston had closed that out in six, I would have called that an easy six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not sure. one where it's like, oh, shit, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, so an easy six. Yeah. I think that uh, the way the Golden State's playing, plus the quote-unquote, everybody's sick of hearing it, championship DNA. The championship, if I had a dollar for every time I heard championship DNA in reference to the Warriors or Heat culture and reference to the Miami Heat over the playoffs, we'd all be rich. Um, <laughs> but it's true. That championship DNA, the fact that, like, look, man, you, you've added in some other guys now, like Poole, who's capable for giving you 30. Who Wiggins, if you pull his string on the right day, can give you can give you twenty and some good defense. Add that to Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who who understand what it takes to win in this situation. Plus Kerr, I don't think Kerr is getting the credit he should for what Golden State has done this year. Right? I know he gets a lot of credit just in general for being a great coach, but I do think that like man, after that two year layoff, coming back, keeping that team focused all year, I wasn't a believer for most of the season. I'll I'll fully admit that. Um, I thought it was just kind of like more of a novelty. Like people were like, oh, we want the Warriors are going to win because people like the Warriors, right? Yeah, it um, clays, it clays, it's an easy story. Clay's back. It's a great and, story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you look at it, man, there's six finals in eight years, right? Chance to go for number four for Steph. Um, and I just don't see a situation in which this team falls apart and doesn't win this series, right? And that's no knock on Boston and what they have. But let's be honest, man, we look at that game seven. And you ask, do I think that that's a problem for them going ahead that they can't put a team away? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is, right? I think if you're ready to take that next step, 
and beat the team like the Warriors in a seven-game series, you can't be fucking around with the Miami Heat for the last 24 minutes of the game. And that's what they did, right? And, like, to me, um, that is kind of telling, right? They're, they're also coming off back-to-back seven-game series, right? Whereas the Warriors have just been chilling, right? Tough series. Even, even playing against Brooklyn, right, who I understand they swept Brooklyn, but it's like that's no walk in the park, right? Like, you still got to fear – the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Then you go into the series with the Bucks. That's a tough seven game series, very physical. Then you go into this series with Miami, and mentally, I think that that was an exhausting series for them because they did probably feel like they should have won in six, and they shouldn't be playing that game seven. Now your reward for all that is to play the Warriors. They've had a tough road, right? They've had a really, really, really tough road. So if they do win it, for sure, they need to get all the credit in the world because they took down four really, really, really good championship contender teams to do it. Um, but I just, I just don't see it happening. Uh, not, not with the way the Warriors are playing right now. Not with how locked in it seems that they're going to be able to play. And I, and I really think that when you're talking about ring number, this is four, right? Ring this number four, f- yeah, yeah. Ring number four for these three guys, like that's different, man. I, I, they're not going to lose focus. They're not going to do anything stupid. Which is the only thing. The only thing that I could think of that because I, I have, a, I have, so. I have a my biggest future position was the Suns, then it was the Bucks. So those are those are all dust. And but I did have a couple of sprinkle on on Golden State when um I actually got a good number. I want to say it was like plus plus five fifty or something like that. Like maybe like two months ago. Yeah. The I, only I, thing I, I will I say, tried, I tried to talk you out of that. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. The only thing I'll say about this, about the Warriors, is they turn the ball over, man. They've been turning the ball over like they've always turn the ball over. This is nothing new. The, this this nothing postseason, new. they've been turning it over at a, an alarming rate. And Boston is the best defensive team in the and maybe in the league right now. And it's, I mean, they're the only team left, but. They play. They turn. They <laughs> they love to turn. <laughs> yeah, these guys are the are best. They're the best defensive team left. Well, there's two teams left. So like, yeah. But yeah. you get what I'm saying. Boston's been really, really good defensively, and Golden State's been turning the turning the ball over at an insane clip, 15, 16 a game. But so, if you go back through this eight year run, they have ne- the one thing that's always been the Warriors' Achilles' heel is turnovers. Always, Steph, Steph turns the ball over like it's going out of style. They have always been a team that has operated on a high, high, high turn. Well, like, it's fast paced. It's up and, and down. Yeah, right. And they've always been able to win despite it. So I'll, I'll, I'll give pushback on that only because the turnover issue. Yeah, they might be doing it more this year or more in this year's playoffs. But they have always Steve Kerr has always talked about how careless they are with the ball. What's Boston going to try to do? They're going to start to slow them up. They're going to try to grind these dudes into the ground and let Tatum and and Jalen go to work. I, it's just interesting. I that that's that's something I'm looking at because obviously Boston's been playing insane defense, yeah. but the Warriors are are turning it over. They haven't turned it over 15 times a game like they have this postseason. Okay, but maybe 12. Yeah, I mean, still, it's, I mean, it's they, worse. They, that's 10 percent, 12 percent, 50 percent worse. But they've they're turning always- the ball over more. They've all when they won fucking seventy three games, they were spraying the ball all over the place. This is kind of what they do. But I hear you, yeah. Against a team like Boston, Boston will make you pay. Boston has the guys that can get out in transition or on the other end of the floor just score that'll make you pay if you keep giving them possessions. You don't want to create extra possessions for Tatum and Brown. I understand that, yeah, a hundred percent. But I, I guess I'm kind of dubious about. Boston's ability to control the pace against the Golden State Warriors. I do believe the one thing the Warriors have always been able to do is to play at their pace and force you to come up to their level as opposed to being slowed down and having them kind of play your game. Like, I I do feel that Kerr does a great job of keeping them in playing their game, their style of play, and the style of play that ultimately is going to create Ws for them. And they've always been able to do that, right? I I just think that the multiple different ball handlers – the fact that what Draymond could do for them offensively and defensively, like it's just a lot you got to prepare for. And the fact that on defense, right, the difference with the Warriors and Steph is like you really cannot fall asleep at all because all it takes is a half a second for Steph to, to bury you with a three that completely changes the momentum of the game. Let me ask you this because I like, I like the Warriors too. I think they take care of business and win. Is, do you feel like Boston is ready? Are they ready? You know how you know how when uh, you see a squad, you're like, mm, they're not ready to win the title. Yeah. Like, for example, Milwaukee before they won it, or 
you could go back to the LeBron and the Heat and those guys. They just weren't ready to get that first one when they lost to Dallas for whatever reason. LeBron disappearing or the, it was year one of the the Heatles, right? JJ Barea. <laughs> Shout out JJ Barea. Yeah, he went crazy. But you get what I'm saying. Do you feel like Boston is ready? That was my point in not being able to put away the Heat in Game Seven. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to say that that means that they're not ready. But I don't think we should dismiss that because, again, championship teams would have put down that Heat team because they were they were on the floor. They're just a, they were just a better team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they should have yeah, put They were a better team. Away. Exactly. The fact Look that they the roster, were... they have a better roster than the Miami Heat, but Miami fucking played them like some dogs. And there were moments where Boston wasn't ready for that. Yeah, the fact that they went uh, to Miami, took care of business. It was almost like they went to Miami, looked ready, looked like they were ready to make that step, take care of business. And then to go home and get beat up like that is inexcusable. Yeah, they should have won. Exactly. You can t- exactly. Yeah. Really, you can take it back to game six all the way through game seven and the ability yeah. to close out the heat. Like, they should have closed out the heat very early in game six, uh, and they didn't. So, I mean, again, I don't think that's an indictment on overall who they are, but I think it matters. Um, whereas with Golden State, there's no questions about that. Like, where are your Golden State questions, right? Like, it, it's just – it really – it's all on – the pressure is really on Boston, in my opinion. Like, they need to figure out the Warriors. The, War- the Warriors don't need to figure out them. The Warriors are going to play their game. They've been playing their game for eight years. They know exactly what they want to do. There's no, hey, how are we going to react in this moment? How are we going to come back from down this much? What happens here at this point in the game? How do we handle, you know, that that those first games in Boston? Like, none of that they're going to be worried about because it's not new, right? Yeah. And, and the, guys, the guys who you worry about on their roster, right, um, Wiggins, Poole, Kaminga, the younger guys, they're playing next to three guys who have done this so many times who are not going to allow that to happen to them, right? Whereas for Boston, it's all new. It I will say all, this. No, even, even their leader, Al Horford, has never played in the finals. Yeah. Who has finals experience on Boston? Nobody, I don't think. I don't think a single player on their roster. I don't think a single player on their roster does. I don't think anybody does. Nobody. But I'll say this. guy. Boston, Boston's going to – because as much as you're saying the Warriors are going to play their game, so is Boston, and Boston's going to switch everything. Sure. And they do have the personnel to kind of keep up with those guys a little bit on switches. They're just going to switch everything. So I think it'll be interesting to see. So you're going to tire out Tatum chasing around uh, Steph Curry all game? I mean, no, that matters. No, like, you're going to switch it up. No, you're not. he's not going to tell you. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to see they're not no one's going to be chasing them like that they're just going to switch everything. Switch 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 switch. And they're going to believe in Horford to take cuz Horford's going to be on clay sometimes and Wiggins and they're going to just trust that they can take care of business. And you got Time Lord in the middle. First of all, Time Lord looks really hobbled to me. Yeah, he's hurt. Like I don't know if he should even be on the floor. Yeah, um he tried to rush back, got the knee scoped up and then he came back, but he looks hurt. He'll he'll explode on a play at the rim. Yeah. But Overall, when he when he's just running up and down, he looks hurt. But yeah, man, I'm excited to see what they look like because Boston's going to switch, and like you said, the Warriors aren't going to change their game, and it's going to come down to the big dogs seeing who 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 who's hitting more shots. This guy Tatum hits a lot of difficult shots. They don't even look difficult to him. They look difficult yeah. to me, but they don't look like they're difficult to him. I guess so. He's a tough shot maker. Um, I will say, but on the same end, the Warriors are going to do the same thing. The Warriors live off switching right i mean they obviously have the personnel to switch on them all day right yeah you're talking about clay but what clay, i but, but i but i think the celtics have more they have better they're better personnel to switch like who they, they have more they have a better matchup when they switch than when golden state's gonna switch like if if they have if three tatum, elite defenders right yes between, between smart tatum is an elite defender and brown those guys are three high obviously marcus smart's a defensive player of the year tatum and brown are excellent defenders so yeah for sure and if Time Lord's healthy, I think the Time Lord, the Time Lord injury is going to be a key point to this, right? If he's in there, not allowing the Warriors to get into the paint, that makes a massive difference because his job is to clean up everything that comes that way, right? And then also give it an inside presence because let's be honest, the Warriors don't really have any size at all. I don't think they have anybody over 6'10 that plays regular minutes. Um, I mean, they were playing Bielitsa yeah, the other Looney, night. Looney, though. Yeah, Looney, Looney yeah. Looney's yeah, there. Looney. Yeah. Well, Looney will be dealing with yeah, like six, eight, it's, six, nine, it, but yeah. it's a really interesting matchup. Look, they were literally we, playing Bielitsa the other night, so yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we got the best finals matchup that we look, this is a really good matchup. Warriors, I we have liked, Warriors, yeah, Celtics, 
the Celtics have been the best team in the league probably since January. They're repping the East. And then we got a juggernaut classic, six finals in eight years in the Warriors. Um, D in the comments said, Andrew Wiggins locking up Tatum and taking away that step back. I mean, Wiggins has been playing better, D. But like, I can't I, rely that, on that guy for seven games, man. I, I, I'm not even because I don't fuck with them. Like, you really can't. <laughs> you can't rely on them from quarter to quarter. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand you're going to die on the hill. I'm interested to see how he plays. He played really yeah. well in the, in the conference finals. Yeah, he did. So we'll no see what he looks like in the finals. Man. No doubt. Maple, Maple Jordan. <laughs> Maple Jordan. Canadian Mike. <laughs> no, uh, you know what, man? Look, I, I, I've i ragged on Wiggins for years. I will say this. He seems to have found a, a – not seems to. He's absolutely found a very comfortable spot where, let's call it, he's really the third slash fourth option on this team. No pressure. Play defense. Do, do some intangible things, you know what I mean? But we're not looking for you to go out there and score 25. And they kind of know that, too. I don't think that they go into any game with any visions of Wiggins getting 20. And if he, he said, does, it out. they're he happy. them two-way wigs. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop <laughs> he has been, he's been playing well, but, yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't call him two-way anything yet. Well, hey, I mean, like you said, he's in a really good spot, but he has been playing better. You got to show yeah. him love when he – when he when he has been and I'm not disrespecting Looney either. Hey, look, Looney's been playing his ass off. Absolutely, I'm yeah. not I'm not disrespecting Looney at all. Uh, Kevin Looney, he, he's been on that Warriors team for a long time. He's yeah. getting his due. Shout out Looney for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move over to let's close the show out with these Aaron Donald. Who do comments. you got though? Wait, wait, you haven't. Even oh, in the series, me. yeah, I got the Warriors. I think um I think I got the war. I got the Warriors in seven, just Ooh. because they have home court advantage. I think Boston's gonna Boston is really good. And I think they're going to continue to play really well. And there's going to be games where they're going to play really tough D and they're going to be knocking down a lot of a lot of shots. Similar to what happened against Miami where they were just hitting Brown, Tatum, Grant Williams. These guys are just hitting big-time shots late in the shot clock. They have a lot of shot makers. Boston has a lot of buckets. And they play really good D. That's why I don't think it's going to be an easy six, like you said. I think this shit's going to be a grind. But I'll go Warriors in seven just because of the home court advantage, the experience. But Clay Clay has come up short in a couple spots where he hasn't been playing really well for a stretch. That'll be an interesting thing to see. Draymond absolutely refuses to score. When he well, not that he needs to, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to score. So then, what happens when Steph has a bad game? This is Jordan Poole's first Finals, and then they're looking for Wiggins. To, I think it's going to be a tough series. I, I I really really do think it's going to be a tough series. But I'll take Warriors in seven home court. The experience I think at the end of the day pushes it over the pushes it over the top, and the coaching experience as well. So like you, that's a big thing as well. Do you think there's anything to the fact that the Warriors are here? I know word this carefully despite the fact that look, Steph's been good, but he hasn't been Steph Curry. Like, he's missing free throws. He's not coming out here hitting 10 threes a game and some of the other crazy shit that we've done. That's where I almost am like, man, this team is really good because we're not seeing Steph Curry at, like... A little more balance. He's been, he's been awesome, but it's not like, you know, you know when he's really, 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 really cooking. Um, I think the free throws are a huge thing, right? Like he he's missing free throws, different things. His You're talking about when like Clay off. wasn't back yet, and there was a stretch where he they people were talking about he should have won that MVP where he yes, was just like going last ballistic. year, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're not getting like that as much. You haven't really gotten that this year. I think his shooting percentages were way down this year compared to historically where he's been, and they're definitely down in the playoffs too. Yeah, he had a rough. He had a really rough stretch after he broke that three point record. He had yeah. a stretch where he was playing like it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the fact that they're still here despite all that, it's like man, like. If he plays slightly better, this team that's been awesome all year is now at a different level, right? Yeah. So you're saying if Steph has a bad game, I'm like, well, he's had plenty by his standards, and they're sure. still here. Sure, sure. They also got they they Phoenix Phoenix bailed them out. That that was the series that we all needed to see. Dallas, come on, Dallas what Dallas wasn't equipped to deal what, with those what a boys. Joke. Phoenix game any, seven will always go down as just what a joke. Yeah, it was bad. I'm done. Uh, I'm I'm good. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking disaster! Yeah. <laughs> At least Milwaukee went down swinging. What a disaster! Yeah, and Phoenix. Like, you was. can't give them too. You can't. You can't give them enough slander for that game seven. And I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll. That will. It'll stick be to a me tarnish forever. on. It'll be forever. a tarnish on that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no question. Me forever, dude. D book didn't show up either. Yeah, it'll be. Never a, see it'll anything be, like it. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, let's close the show. Aaron Donald, NFL, a little NFL talk. Aaron Donald was on the I Am Athlete podcast, and he came out and basically was like, I don't really need football like you guys think I do. I made enough money. I have enough accomplishments. I, I, I can chill. Here's Aaron Donald on the I Am Athlete podcast. The, the, the main reason why I like to go to the facility at night, I like to break down film by myself because sometimes I might watch a play, damn, they be stuck on a play for five minutes just studying somebody. Because what I, what I do, I study tendencies of mm-hmm. office. I, I study who I'm going against. So I'm going to study the guard, each guard, and then I'm going to study the center. Then I'm just going to watch them play. I'm just going to study what they do, what they losing with, what they winning with, what I can see they can give little tendencies they're going to give that it's going to be, you know, certain pass or certain things they're going to do to make, help me play faster, right? Then I start breaking down the whole group as a, as a whole. So I'm going to see how this tackle do. He choke down a lot. Most of the time when I put, meaning the tackle, before the tackle block out to that end, he's going to punch down on me to close up that B gap. Then you got that center sliding to you, but it's going to close up the A gap. So it's like you got to work power and work off that because, you know, you ain't no – Ain't no cross chop because he's punching you. Ain't no inside move because you got that center running over right now and trying to hit you in your hip. So now you got to figure out, okay, we even got to work a game or I got to start working power, right? So so just breaking the tendencies down and, and watching it to the point where I, I, they're going to block me like this so I get an idea of, you know, how good this group is really as a whole. So sometimes you might watch film. Even if it's an offensive line that's all beat up and hurt, you know, they're going to have a lot of backups. I'd be like, all right, I know if I get a one-on-one, I'm going to win, but uh, – I don't got too many of my opportunities is going to come, so I got to find different ways, and that's one of the main reasons why I like to go to my D-line coach and watch with him because it's like, all right, this is the game. All right, that's the, I, <laughs> yeah, that was great, but I don't I know. Down the wrong clip. <laughs> I pulled down the wrong clip. I'm like, that if any of this is going to be like, yeah, so that's why I don't need football. <laughs> I pulled down the wrong I'm clip. trying to watch a film. That's my fault. That's my fault. But Don, that was Donald talking about how he studies film, and breaks down and 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 goes through his you know process. That reminded me of before that Robin, the game. Re, that Robin rebound shit was like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like comes off here. Off this way. Here, I'm here. This way. Come this here. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. That was the wrong clip. That was Donald talking about how he breaks down film. But he goes on and later on in that podcast, he's he essentially says, "Look, I don't need football. I'm gonna try to find it, but I don't need football. I don't care. You know." What anyone says, I've, I've basically accomplished enough. I don't need ball. I've made enough money. I got a ring. In eight years, I've done all this, and I don't really need ball. Would you think if you're a if you say you're a Rams fan, would you take that? Would that be alarming? Would you be worried about something like that if he came out and said something like no? Because remember eh. he was about to retire after the Super Bowl. Remember it was a whole bunch of is he coming back or is he not coming back? And then he said he's coming back. Like I think that for a couple. Of, first off, this dude. He could retire right now. He's one of the greatest defensive players ever to play the game. Unanimously, right? It's without doubt, right? Like, he is absolutely one of the greatest defensive players, one of the best D-linemen we have ever seen in this league. So, as far as legacy concerned, like, what do you play for, right? Legacy. Legacy is signed, sealed, delivered. What else do you play for? Championships. Signed, sealed, delivered. Got that last year. What else do you play for? Money. He's got plenty of that. You know what I'm saying? I think nowadays, in 2022... A lot of these athletes are understanding, like back in the day, you kind of had to play ball. You know what I mean? There wasn't a whole lot you could do outside of football. That was your life. You know what I mean? A select few could get into broadcasting and all that. Now it was shit like you just saw them on I Am Athlete, right? You see all these different things that these guys can do once their career is over. And for someone like Donald, who spent the last 20 plus years of his life just fucking living in that box of football, because football is a little bit different almost than any other sport in which it's such a lifestyle, right? Like these guys are in meetings all day. They're in training camp throughout the week. You're breaking down film. Like the glamor comes on Sunday, but I really feel that Monday through Saturday football's not really a glamorous job. Like I think it's kind of, it's a lot of work, man. And not to say you don't work in basketball and baseball and all the other sports, but it's, it's so much like film session and study and just boring shit that most of us don't even see that goes on behind the scenes that like after a while, when you've kind of checked all your boxes, you're like, dog, do I really need to keep doing this? Especially when I got money in the bank, especially when now I live in LA and I can kind of just go on and do all these other things that'll still earn me money and I can have fun with and just to enjoy being Aaron Donald as opposed to being in again in like this, this box of football that you can't really escape out of like constantly got to take care of your body. I'm constantly working out. You've seen this guy. You right. You saw him when he took his shirt off. Pause. Like you know, he's 
this dude, this is a, <laughs> this is a lifestyle for my mans, right? Yeah. And you hear I'm, always talking about breaking down film. That's not just like, you know, throwing out a quick YouTube clip. For I guess what come up with that analysis, that's like six hours worth of watching film. But if I'm a Rams fan, that makes me nervous. Yeah, I mean, he might. Yeah, he, 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 he just he just broke down how you see how meticulous he was talking about breaking down that film. Yeah, I might be a little less meticulous next year. And no, year after that, see, I'm telling you, you, I think the reason he's te- that's what he's about- telling you. That's what he's telling you. He's like, look, I'm not going to you know, how I read situations like that for how comfortable he said it and how openly he said it after coming off a ring. He's like. I like football now. I don't love it as much as I did, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna still come up and make an impact. But he's not gonna be going over the top. This is how I'm interpreting what he's saying: is that like, mm-hmm. yeah, I might be pulling it back a little bit. I'm still gonna be doing my thing, but there's gonna be times where that little extra film session is is not gonna be getting done. So I thought it was interesting. I almost <laughs> take it as I'm not gonna cheat the game. Right. This is the kind of work that I put into it. So the second that I can't put in that level of work, I'm going to walk away. I don't think it's like, "Eh, I'm not going to go as hard this year. I think that's all he knows. Right. And he holds himself to a certain standard. And again, once you've checked all your boxes, it's like, do I continue on to hold myself to this standard? Like, or just not play? Like, I think for him, he's a guy I'm either going to dominate or not play. Like, you're not going to see me struggling to hold on at the end there or anything like that, especially since I've won my ring and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I see. I took it as I'm content, and when human nature, and when human nature, when humans get content, they don't work as hard. And I don't see why that wouldn't transfer over to Aaron Donald and dealing with double teams all week, all day. When he's basically telling you, "I got a ring, I got a bunch of money, I got a bunch of DPOIs, and um, I don't really need anything else from football. I, I just can't see how the effort." doesn't fall off a little bit, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You can't play football though. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't fuck around. Like I think I, I, I yeah, I see the opposite. I think he's not going to, or is he saying point. it like, Hey, I'll never let it get to that point. By the I'll way, I'm that man. I don't need yeah. football anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He might not. I'm still, still going to kill y'all. Yeah. I don't need this shit though. Just to be clear. Could just be. so we're clear. It was yeah. one of those. Hey, hey Nick, just so we're clear. I don't he need stri- to be playing football look, anymore. Man, he strikes me as a guy who, like, look, a perfect example was like Andrew Luck. And he didn't even win anything. But at some but he, point, but he that's was just what like, I'm I've been hurt. I don't want to go through rehab. I'm sick of dealing with this shit. I have a lot of money. You ain't seen Andrew. Remember they popped up at the national championship? <laughs> yeah. they ain't seen his ass <laughs> one time in that? three years. Like, Andrew like, Luck. Didn't see him through the pandemic. Now he's fucking happy. Yeah. Somewhere doing something. Right. He hasn't even thrown a football. I guess he hasn't thrown a football probably in four years, dude. Yeah. Like you didn't even hear about anybody even thinking about bringing him on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I think some, and like he's, it's bliss. He's happy. I walked right. away. I'm good. So let's, cl- let's close I it here. Got one, I do got one thing I want to, I want to, I want to throw out there on the, on the closer. Hey, talk about all the time, man. Don't play with my money. Don't play with my family. Sure. Tommy, Tommy oh, fam. Classic example. That was, that was amazing, by the way. One of the most, probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Because people forget, like, okay, background story. If you guys don't know, Tommy Pham of the uh, Cincinnati Reds, before the game the other day, went up to Jock Peterson on the Dodgers. And Jock, Jock him. is not on the Jock is, is he on the Dodgers? I think, I think he's on Gi- Giants. 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 Okay, on Giants, Giants. Yeah. 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 Went up to Jock Peterson and smacked him before the game. Out in the outfield. Out in the outfield. <laughs> Open hand, smack the shit out of him. <laughs> a lot of folks been getting smacked recently. Um, background story is the two of them were in a fantasy league, which I'm guessing is a very high stakes fantasy league. It was like 20 major league baseball players. People forget like these type leagues, ten twenty thousand dollar buy ins, right? So we're not yeah. talking about like your regular five hundred dollar pot amongst your college buddies. Like these are big time fantasy leagues. I guess Peterson had been stashing some players on IR that were healthy. Right, instead of playing them, which is kind of like a fantasy no-no. Uh, Tommy Fam took exception to that, called him out on a group chat. Peterson said some slick shit. Tommy Fam's pretty much like, I don't know you like that. Waits a whole, call it six months, <laughs> to finally catch up with Jock Peterson. Goes up to me for the game, tells him he didn't like what he said, and smacks the shit out of him. Right, <clears throat> which leads to some incredible 
post-game pressers where Tommy Pham says, I'm a big dog in Vegas. Did you see that? I'm a <laughs> yeah. high roller in Vegas. <laughs> they know the me funny, out there. The, the funniest part about that whole presser was he was trying not to say anything, but they kept asking him, and you could tell he kind of wanted to say something, but he yeah. – he 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 didn't want to get suspended or and he didn't want it to escalate. So he's kind of sitting there. He's like, "So yeah, you know, you don't play on my money. I smacked him, and they gave me they they gave me a suspension. Yeah, which cost them more money. And they're like, yeah. He's like, I'm I'm a big dog in Vegas. I don't play. I don't play around. I'm a big dog in Vegas. I'm a high roller at several casinos. He said several. He said, come on, I don't several. play. This like gambling Tommy, shit, like I don't Tommy play Fam around. Tommy Pham is Ace Ross. Like, you know, I never heard of Tommy Pham before Saturday. So, um, Oh, my God. So I funny. thought that was great. And it goes back to a quote. I want to say it was either like Jalen Rose or somebody said, he's like, look, man, 95% of fights in the NBA involve money or women. That's Thanks. it. Like, Charles Thanks. Oakley was notorious for smacking folks before games that owed him money. And... I know the mentality. Like, fam, have been waiting to catch up to this man for so long. That's the most. That's stand, the funniest part. And couldn't stand being in the same building with them without saying something. Damn the money. Damn the suspensions. It's off GP. Like, yo, if I see buddy, um, and I guess like buddy. I guess Jock had sent a gift that was like disrespectful to his Padres to the Padres when fam had played. It sounds them. like, like listen. when I see you, dog, I'm smacking the fuck off you, and then we can talk about the fuck out of you, and we can talk about whatever afterwards. Like, this I'm, is I'm, the I'm classic. Good. If like someone you don't like sends something, you're heated. But like a dude you fuck with, you laugh. Like he would have laughed yeah. at it. Type like, of I don't he, know like, you like that. He doesn't like Jock. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what it comes. He's like, I don't like. I don't like. And you owe me money. And you fuck with my money. And you owe me money. Yeah, no. Nah, they said he this. left the league after that. So like he was pressed. Obviously, like yo, yeah. I'm, I'm not even fucking with y'all anymore. But as soon as he caught up to him, he goes, "Remember last year?" And Jock goes, "What fantasy?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I love it. And I yeah, love the man. honesty afterwards. And it just goes to show, hey, man, doesn't matter how much money you got, don't play with mines. Yeah, don't, facts. Don't do it. So, no, no. And speaking of that, we're going to be talking about this coming up here. Lamar Jackson still doesn't have a deal. Why is he? Yeah. He still doesn't have an agent. Which, I hope he's not in the state of Maryland at all. Which is completely his, his call. Him and his mother are getting the deal. Fine. But I'm going to say this. If you guys follow F1, Big Nick the Quicks guy, Checo Perez, won Monaco on Sunday morning. Promptly. He just got a contract extension today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Prompt. So don't Shut forget. Up. Shut capital, up, Checo. Capitalize on your shit when it's hot. Absolutely. Go do what you got to do when, when the iron is hot. And Lamar should be getting a deal here. And there's no way that he uh, should take a snap before that. But we'll leave it there. We'll we joke about, about the Kyler stuff. Murray situation, but like, yeah, get, we, at the same time, get your money. Get your money. That's that. That's it. That's all. All right. For Britt Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch-up sports talk via Chicago. That's it for us. Make sure you tell a homie to tell a friend. Everybody in the comments today, man, Jabari, D, everybody else, appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for tuning in. No catch-up sports talk via Chicago. We out of here.